Welcome to the MedTech Talent Lab, the number one catalyst for advancing careers and building high-performance teams. Sponsored by the Anthony Michael Group, helping companies secure in-demand talent in regulatory affairs, quality, clinical, engineering, R&D, and other areas for medical device, digital health, diagnostics, and other organizations across the U.S. life sciences sector. Here's your host, Mitch Robbins. Welcome back to another live episode of the MedTech Talent Lab. Adam Soppy and Mitch Robbins here from the Anthony Michael Group coming to you each and every Wednesday, 11 o'clock Pacific, 2 o'clock Eastern, with topics all related to talent, specifically in medical technology. We run a search firm called the Anthony Michael Group, where we help companies across the sector, including digital health, diagnostics, and medical device businesses to build high-performing teams on the technical side, areas like regulatory affairs and quality in particular. Simultaneously, we obviously help candidates enhance their careers, and we run a recorded version of this show where we interview best-in-class leaders straight from the industry on all things talent, which you can find on just about any podcast platform where you consume uh, your podcast. So Adam, how are you, man? I'm doing all right. We've had internet outages the last couple of hours, and that's what I was sharing, I think, before we cut out again. But yeah, a good reminder just how reliant we are on technology. And I need an IT person working from home. It's I'm the IT guy It's yeah. uh, trying to set up mobile hotspots and everything. So uh, fingers crossed uh, this will hold through here for, for the remainder of the show. And it's funny that you mentioned working from home because today we're going to be talking about the exact opposite. And that is, like it or not, some of you really may like it. And some of you may feel like you're being, quote unquote, forced to come back to the office and work in, a re- in an office setting, either full time or on a hybrid basis. And so today we're yeah. really going to help you with some tips and I, in some insights to help with a, a smooth transition uh, back into that office. Think about it for the last 18 months, maybe two years. Some of us haven't put on shoes, right, to go back into the office. Some of yeah. us haven't put on pants, as we've seen from the Zoom fails. So it is going to be a somewhat of a transition. Maybe you're already going through that. If you are listening to this live and you're already you know, going into the office and you've got some ideas that might help others, fantastic. Chime in in the comments. Yeah. If you got any questions, please chime in or you can DM us, of course. But uh, we're really going to jump right in here head first and talk about, okay, you're going back to the office much different than working from home. What are some of the things to be cognizant about, cognizant of to help ensure that smooth transition? Why don't you kick us off if you would, Adam? Yeah, so this is, as you might imagine, I mean, I'm, I'm having a ton of these conversations, you know, in the last couple months. And I always try to look at life, I guess, as a, as a little bit of an eternal optimist. And, you know, folks that are hesitant going back, well, hey, you know, just like we educate hiring managers, hey, it's worked well for the last two years. Why change it? Well, put yourself, you know, Go back in time two years ago, working in the office wasn't so bad. There's a lot of good things like I was joking about with the IT department, but hey, you're going in. So let's make the most of it. Right. You know, and I think there's a couple of things you can do. And and some some of the, you know, the the concerns I get from people. Well, I've you know, I've done a yoga class, you know, Tuesdays and Thursdays during my lunch break. And I don't know if I can still do that or I take my dog out for a walk or whatever else. OK, my first pushback on that is why well, have you made your manager aware of these things? Well, no. Okay, so I would start with number one, write out all of your questions or concerns or fears, the safety piece of it. Some folks have that, you know, I guess we all do at different levels. Um, So flush that out for sure. Uh, What is it? You know, what do the safety protocols look like? But even, you know, hey, you know, 
like I said, I've done a yoga class on Tuesdays and Thursdays during my lunch break. For me to do that now that we're in the office, Mr. or Mrs. Hiring Manager, can I come in early on those days and then take a 90-minute lunch break instead of a 60-minute lunch break? I'm guessing people are easing back in, including the leaders are going to say, no problem. And then you're right. worried about this for no reason. And, and guess what? It's cleared. So write down any you know questions or concerns you want to flush out and then be proactive and, and, and talk with not only your hiring manager, but also your colleagues about it. Right. And just like you said, that's a good, fantastic point. The, the um, Your leadership is going through the exact same transition as you are. Everybody's been working remotely. So yeah. clearly their schedules and their lives have been different and they have exactly. to adjust as well. So 100%. really good point. Yep. You know, the other thing too, I think about kind of the major hubs of where companies are that we serve, right? Yeah. We're talking about Southern California. We're talking about the uh, San Francisco area. We're talking about Boston, all these very heavily, heavily populated areas with big time traffic, right? Right. Such a great opportunity. If you're going to have to make the trek back into the office, such a great opportunity to revitalize some of the educational opportunities in the car. Right. University on wheels with all yeah. the podcasts. You can listen right. to them at Tech Talent Lab for crying out loud. <laughs> but uh, I know that you are big on that, you know, talking to people in the sectors and the geographic areas that we serve about that. Talk a little bit, if you yep. would, just the value that you've gotten from podcasts and kind of some of the things you recommend. It's a great way to optimize your time. Um, and I wish I had that when I was living in California and in Chicago and other areas where I'm breathing in the fumes of the guy in front of me and just getting upset. Like you said, there's books on tape. I know that's not, that's an antiquated uh, statement, but all the podcasts, any topic you can think of, there are a dozen podcasts and we've promoted, the, you know, some of them, there's really great stuff out there. So use that, engage, activate your brain, you know, learn things, you know, really optimize your time there. And I've shared this with a lot of people. My car doesn't start without a podcast going. It's almost like, you know, the fuel or, or electricity in there for EVs. So absolutely utilize that. You can, you can get up to speed. You can educate yourself. You can literally do, you know, education, get your master's, or, you know, do the, do these things where you can use that 20 minutes or 90 minutes or whatever it is to your advantage, you know, from an educational and professional standpoint. For sure. Let's talk about, you know, the fact that obviously things are opening up and they have been for some time now in one way, shape or form. Right. But yep. there's some anxiety around being with people on a regular basis and yep. just, you know, masks. And now we see people's faces and their expressions. And now yep. instead of sitting in our at our desk at home by ourselves or with kids running around in the background, whatever it may be. <laughs> now there's colleagues sitting next to us making phone calls or, you know, chit chat and the water cooler stuff. Talk about yeah. the transition, if you would, your thoughts on, you know, some ideas to kind of re get reacclimated with your with your colleagues, people that for all intents and purposes, you may not have even met yet. That's what I was going to say, too, is reengage with your colleagues and get make a point. You know, every Friday morning, I'm going to take one of my colleagues to coffee, whatever it is, get to know these people. And again, or like you said, you know, I'm sure your team has grown or hired new people throughout COVID that you have the video, you know, chats like this, but you've literally never met them. So, wow, what a great opportunity. Hey, can we go to have lunch? I'd love to learn more about you. That's going to be a big deal. You're spending a lot of time, you know, physically with these people and you want to get to know them. And there's, you, you had mentioned the, you know, the water cooler and the distractions there for sure. There are different distractions. So at home, you've got the Amazon guy ringing the doorbell or kids, you know, running in when you're, you don't want them to or pets or the whole thing. Same thing with the office setting. You know, you have to set those boundaries Hey, I'm glad to be back. It's great to see you guys. I'm here to work. So just like I would turn off my Slack or whatever and say, hey, I'm focused here. Same goes here. You know, so 
kindly, you know, leave me alone. I've got work to do. Uh, we'll talk later. Um, and when yep. I'm in the break room, let's talk. Uh, if I'm at my desk or, you know, in, in a in a conference room or whatever the case is, it's go time. You know, I'm here to work. So, yeah, you have to set boundaries and, and then kind of reestablish some routines, uh, office routines. The other thing I would say, too, is, you know, I thought that people were actually going to feel like they had less meetings working remotely. And I hear the opposite, that it's, you know, it's a video meeting every other hour, it seems like, because it's so easy to just click a button every yes. meeting. Uh, but I would say be cognizant, too, of how many meetings and how long the meetings are in person as well. You know, it could be enticing to kind of get everybody back together in the boardroom and, you know, have longer meetings right. than because you're sitting right there. Right. But also kind of think about, hey, what are the elements that created productivity while we were working remotely? And what elements of that do we want to continue to enforce? or a reward as a culture on site to kind of keep that same level of productivity. You know, prior to Zoom, people were like, I sit in meetings all day long. I mean, we would get text messages while people were sitting in quote unquote executive meetings. And I'm thinking, what kind of meeting is this if you have time to sit there and yeah. in text, right? So yep. keep that in mind too. What else? Yeah, I think that's a good point. And standing meetings, I've always, we've always been a big fan yeah. of that. Just keep it short and simple. It's great to see everybody have lunch, you know, break bread with people. That's awesome. But let's, you know, be, be focused. One thing I've heard a lot too, and I'm guilty of this, I've worked more being remote than when I was in the office. And I think you can kind of get into, get back into some good habits. Like, Hey, when I leave at five o'clock or seven o'clock or four thirty, whatever time, I'm le physically leaving work. And yes, if there's a fire, I'll jump online and, and handle it. Or I can check emails after the kids go to bed or whatever the case is. But that's a really nice thing where brush your teeth, get ready, grab your coffee, go to work, work hard, and then get in the car and then, you know, go enjoy life. I, I think you can you can look at some positives and reestablish those. Any bad habits you've had watching daytime TV in the middle of the afternoon or taking a nap or whatever else, let's get out of those bad habits and then reinforce some really positive habits. So look at this. If you find yourself in this situation, look at it, you know, with the with as, as a glass half full and, and really optimize uh, your time in that space. Um, it's a really good point. I love I love that you brought that up because as I kind of think about the conversations over the last you know, couple of years, people would say that, hey, I've spent 10, 12, 14, I feel like I'm always working because my desk yeah. is right here. And I'm just kind of, yeah. I might be, you know, half ass, so to speak, like, yes, I'm doing this. But I'm still working. Yeah. You know, it's, hard, it's hard to get up yes. to the desk. Yeah. It's either the office, you walk by the office when you're going to the living room or you're working at your kitchen table or whatever it is. It's hard to, yeah, physically get away. And like you said, you're you're one foot in, one foot out, but that's not good for detachment and, and recharging the batteries. One thing too on on the commute, you know, that's probably, if not the first thing, it's the second thing I hear a lot of. I don't want to spend, you know, 40 minutes each way again, going back in. I, I get it. I've done those and 60 minutes and whatever else. I think the podcasts and educational piece is a great way to optimize that. Also carpool. I mean, shoot, gas is going to be, you know, $10 a gallon or whatever the crazy, you know, it's at four or five bucks for, for most markets right now. It's very expensive. So one split the cost, but also, you know, Hey, grab two or three colleagues, you're all going into the same area. You can talk shop. You can talk about your families. What, you know, for the first two months, you're going to catch up on, you know, COVID with what have you guys been up to the last two, two years? Tell me about all your trips and everything else. So that will be fun. Or you can take turns and rotate like, Hey, I'm in the back seat. I've got my, my laptop up. I'm going to work on documentation. So that way, I'm still working right now and I don't feel like I'm losing time. And then when I get home, I'm good to go. I, I've already caught up on everything. I just rotate it out. You drive and then, you know, you just kind of rotate throughout the car. So that I would, I would encourage that if you're not doing public transportation where you can work on a laptop uh, on the train or, or the L or the subway or whatever else in the bus um, carpool, I would strongly recommend that. 
you know, just the way our business is set up now, I do most of the client interaction. So I talk with companies more than I talk with candidates. You, on the other hand, you talk to a ton of candidates. Is there anything in particular that people have voiced to you in terms of the real concerns, why they don't necessarily, for those that don't want to go back to the office, have they said specifically what they don't want or why they don't want to do it? Yeah, I think the safety is probably one or two. Number one or two, COVID is, you know, we've we've been reinforced. We're wearing masks. We're we were we, for for good reason. We were scared of other people. Social distancing. You know, I lost Adam uh, temporarily here, but I was a big deal and still isn't. It's I, I, maybe I cut out. I was just saying, you know, it's hard mentally to go from social distancing to, hey, my cubicle's right next to this lady's cubicle. E- even I find myself at Lowe's or whatever, like, oh, hey, you're 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 pretty close to me. You're in my bubble. Let's let's respect that. So the, the the safety piece of it, but then also the the flexibility, the autonomy. Hey, if I need to run out to the vet during the day, I can just do that. My team knows I'm working when I get caught up. Now, if I'm in the office, then it's a bigger deal. You physically leave and people see you leave. Um, maybe you're gone for an hour. You know, I, I think that's a, a concern. I don't think, despite I think what the pushback is from from executives, I don't think people are taking advantage of it. And to your point, what we just talked about, I think all of us are working more than we used to. Than, than in the office. But I think people really like the ability to run out and go to the dry cleaners at 10 o'clock versus at six in the morning on their way into the office. So I think that's a big concern. I, but I think, you know, which is the first point I brought up, flush that out with your team, flush it out with your manager. I bet you it's no big deal. I bet you we'll see more coming and going than, than maybe we did two years ago. And that's fine. You know what? I, I'm really, that's what I was hoping you were going to say, because I feel like you hit on something major today. And that is maybe people's subconscious concern or the concern that they're not necessarily voicing out loud is I'm going to lose my flexibility. It's not just sitting at my desk. I think most people look as human beings, we're socially, we're social creatures. Yeah, we're social creatures. So I think naturally people want to be around people and interact with people. But I really think it's the flexibility piece that people are afraid to lose. And so I think if tagging onto what you said, I think if companies can somehow create this scenario where Look, come and go as you please. We just want you here because we're bringing everybody back or whatever the reasons are. But yes, you're going to have the opportunity to, you know, kind of be as flexible as we possibly can be. That might help. Might yeah. help on both ends. One, to kind of calm your fears that you're going to be slave to the to the office again and calm the company like, OK, you know, maybe there is a way to kind of help people understand that it's OK to come back without losing our whole workforce that don't want to be here. Right. And I think uh, mentally we go back to. March of 2020 or February of 2020 and say, well, this is how it used to be then. Well, guess what? A lot's changed since then, as we know, you know, with the hybrid, with the remote piece. So let's assume that the work in the office is going to change a little bit too, and maybe evolve. You can use that word. And and so figure that out, navigate that together. You know, I I have a feeling that that's going to look different than it did, you know, 12, 18, 24 months ago. So you might find yourself with the best of, try to optimize it so you get the best of both worlds. You know, you yep. limit the distractions from home. You hopefully are working less and 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 doing more with your, your work hours um, and then getting away and enjoying your night and going to, you know, going on a hike or having dinner or whatever the case is and not feel like you're you're constantly checked in. So you and I got to take some of that yeah. advice. I know. I'm guilty of it. I'm <laughs> we, very much we so. Both, yeah. We both are. Uh, it's yeah. kind of the nature of our our, our beast, but uh, yep. it's a little hypocritical because you're right. We we should take some of that on advice too. Well, good stuff. Any any other thoughts that we haven't covered as far as kind of you know ideas and ways to ensure a smooth transition back to the office? 
I think the biggest thing that I've told a lot of candidates over the last couple of months is just be transparent with your concerns. And 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 just like in school, you know, if you address a concern, guess what? Out of 30 people on your team, 18 of them had that exact same concern. So so yep. by voicing it, you spoke up for the team. You guys get a, a protocol or a system in place. And, and guess what? It's good for everybody. And we're, you know, we're all navigating this together. So we're coming back together in many cases. So there's going to be some clunky things that, oh, shoot, I, I do miss this piece of it, you know, or, oh, I forgot how great this is to have, you know, Chipotle catered in and, and the whole team gets to, you know, grab something to, you know, eat. And then I get back to my desk and I actually, you know, am optimizing my my work lunch, uh, you know, so uh, lunchtime. So there's a lot that you can take. Let's take what we liked about working in the office and then improve on it. You know, I think that would be the advice. And that's for all people, you know, including human resources, including hiring managers and colleagues and you know, be respectful of everyone because their comfort level is, is different, especially with the safety protocols. So respect everyone, you know, and, and it's going right. to take some time to get back to where we used to be in terms of everyone in a close proximity and just, you know, cohabitating, coexisting w- under one roof. For sure. All right. Good stuff. Well, for those of you listening alive, thank you so much for being here. For those listening back, we hope, as always, this is of value to you. We're here just about each and every Wednesday, 11 o'clock Pacific, 2 o'clock Eastern with a different topic all related to talent here on the live version of the MedTech Talent Lab. Check out the recorded version, the MedTech Talent Lab podcast, wherever you consume uh, that uh, podcast content, where we've had some amazing interviews with leaders from the industry with a variety of uh, other um, episodes lined up for the future. And then if you ever have suggestions as the topics you'd like us to cover or any questions, feel free to DM us or email us, Mitch or Adam at theanthonymicrogroup.com. And again, if you have any personal career questions or uh, questions about hiring for your team in MedTech, always happy to hear from you. Thanks for your uh, participation today as a co-host, Adam. I appreciate it. And we'll be back at it next week. Absolutely. Have a great week, everybody. Thanks for listening to the MedTech Talent Lab podcast. For more content-rich episodes, log on to theanthonymichaelgroup.com or subscribe to the show on your favorite podcast platform.